0: Welcome to season two of the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education across the globe. I'm Karen Sarah Watson. I'm not only the host, but I am a teacher. This podcast is for people who want to better understand the experience of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast. My name is Karen Sarah Watson. Welcome to season 2. I am so thrilled to have on Amber Harper today. She is the CEO and creator of Burned in Teacher. Thank you so much Amber for coming on. And I'm so honored because I've been I was listening to your podcast. I love what you're doing. Tell me about yourself.
1: Oh, Karen, well, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be part of your podcast and thank you so much for listening to a few of my episodes. I am a teacher. I've been a teacher for 12 years. Well, I've been out of the classroom for a couple of years now because I started burned in teacher while I was teaching full time. Because I rode this roller coaster of burnout off and on for the 12 years of my teaching career. And I was tired of being told to practice self care or join the club or this is the way it is, honey. And I just did, decided not to settle for, for that as the answer. So, because I couldn't find a process or a system or a community that could really truly help me to process and be able to speak that burned out language of like what it felt like to be a teacher and, and not just stop there with venting, but to actually help to guide me through these feelings and, and what it was that I truly wanted, I decided to create something myself. So that's that's where I am now. I taught from the years uh, 2007, Well. Two thousand six and six months uh, through two thousand eighteen. Great, and, uh, you're from Indiana. I am. I'm from Indiana, Northeast Indiana. Um, I'm in Fort Wayne, and um, I have a I have a wonderful family. My husband is a principal. We actually had the privilege of teaching together, not in the same classroom or grade level, but same building, same district for about eight years. And our daughter went through school um, in the same elementary. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was such a gift. And and it's still a gift to be able to be married to a, to a principal and to have these consistent conversations about, especially now what it's been like to teach and to work in education during this pandemic. It's been insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that teacher burnout is, is not only real, but especially what's happening with the pandemic. And from t- talking to teachers this year, mm-hmm. it's happening a lot. So I'm curious how you transitioned from being a teacher into getting into your organization that you created and mm. podcasting. What was, what was the deciding factor? And then how did you slowly get out of education? I'm always curious, as a teacher experiencing burnout, there have been times where I'm like, I don't even know how to get out of teaching,
1: Right. Yeah. For me, it wasn't about how to get out of teaching. It was about how can I help other teachers that feel like I do. So I actually created Burned In Teacher in 2016 in the spring. Actually, burned in teacher just turned five years old. Happy birthday. Uh, Thank you. In April. And um, and I created what created it while I was teaching full time and to make a really long story short, because it is a long journey and it continues to evolve. Um, I was coming back from a conference that I didn't really want to go to in the first place. I was going through a burnout, feeling super lonely, not really knowing where I was going. I was using uh, loosely and kind of to be funny this term, you know, I'm still deciding what I want to be when I grow up. And to me, that was just a glaring sign of my lack of clarity and fulfillment in what I was doing. And I uh, was coming home from this conference. I was super ignited, super burned in. And I had, you know, you know, how teachers are really like to have a good time. So we all went out the night before during this, uh, during this conference. And I fell asleep on the way home. We were riding this band together with my my fellow teacher friends. And I woke up and burned in teacher was just right there in my head. And I, I just felt 180 degrees differently than I did going down. And this was a Google conference and it had just really inspired me to become a Google certified educator. And I went on to blog about my journey of becoming, um, Google certified, um, in level one, level two. And I didn't stop there. I decided to become a Google trainer, started leading some workshops during the summers. Um, and even I took some personal days to lead some trainings and I blogged about this alongside of my journey, um, in and out of burnout. And, and I started just telling my story and started laying it out as a way for me to really process why I felt the way that I felt in different seasons for different reasons. And I was just really encouraged and excited, Um, but also kind of feeling like, wow, like there's so much need for these conversations to be happening that are moving teachers forward, where, you know, venting is healthy to a certain point where you got to get those feelings out and feel the feelings. But then we typically stop there, you know, and we just accept the system and we accept our reality for what it is. Um, and feeling like really the only other option is to quit and to leave education rather than really looking at it as an opportunity to grow um, and to maybe make some changes that are that are the best for us without any shame attached and without being negative because changes change and and we're all different and we talk about how you know the, the kids have changed you know in the 12 years that I have taught, a lot has changed with technology and curriculum and standards and and everything and but we change too and just because we're graduated and maybe have a family and have a partner and have the job doesn't mean that we aren't allowed to dream big and to have goals no matter what they are whether it's to love teaching second grade again or to make that shift or to change your title or whatever that is because i i realized that i felt so guilty about wanting those changes and really thinking that i'm just a teacher i just teach first grade so this is all there is for me and you know, for some people, and I've really envied some of those teachers that are like, this is all I wanted to do. And this is all I want to do, you know, because I'm like, man, that contentment is just, I, I want that sometimes. <laughs> but but for some people, they really do move the goalpost, And sometimes they feel shame around that. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's so interesting because, again, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from the perspective of just moving through this pandemic. And that's been my focus um, since I started this podcast about um, a lot of the issues that were underlying before the pandemic um, issues around um, like support Mm -hmm. and supply and um, just, you know, not getting, I mean, especially around support from administrators um, feeling like you're on an island of your own, which is something that you said And, um, and just the demands of the world right now, um, on, you know, remote learning and then in-person learning and masks. And it it has been an incredible, stressful time. And I, I know people are burning out like left Mm -hmm. and right. I know people Mm -hmm. are leaving. Um, as I've said, I've had my own experience with burnout, feeling like no matter what I do, I can't please my administration. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious what you how you, um, deal with people who come to you and say, listen, I, am in an abusive situation at my school. And no matter what I do, I seem to always get in trouble or I, you know, I I'm, I'm admonished for something. And when I just need just a little bit of support and I
1: can't get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, right? but to, to step back and really think about where the burnout started you mentioned I, I caught right away that you said already struggling with some burnout before the pandemic and i've kind of i've kind of joked that like we thought that teaching could not possibly get any harder and then covid was like hold my beer <laughs> we can, i can make this worse i can make this harder Absolutely. and you know it's it's kind of funny to laugh about it but it's so true like when you think that you know teaching can't possibly get any more heavy and in, in, different ways for different people. But so when I compare this, um, what I compare this to, when somebody is really struggling with burnout in or out of a pandemic is that when we are constantly bogged down with to-do lists and we are feeling that vicarious trauma from our students and we have, you know, we not only have all of these things to do in our profession, but then we leave just to run our kids around or do all the things that adult, you know, hashtag adulting, we leave right from that one chaotic situation to another. We become clouded from this chronic stress. That chronic stress is that consistently waking up to do all of the work that you did yesterday and you feel like you're on that hamster wheel, you know, that you're spinning your tires. You know, we use we use um, terms like keeping my head above water. I'm just surviving. I'm spinning my wheels. I'm going through the motions, you know. Burnout comes from all of the work that you're doing, all of the effort, not matching the results that you feel that you should get, or that in fact, you should see coming from all of that effort. And you begin to wonder what's the point of all of this. Exactly. And especially when as a teacher, you got into this profession, you know, we got into this profession to impact students' lives and to be a light in the darkness and to teach and to engage with students and help them to feel valued and and help to share the love of learning and, we didn't, a lot, a lot of us, some of us did, but most of us signed up to do that in person, face-to-face. We want that human connection, you know, if you're especially, or even in middle school, you love the hugs, you love the high fives, you know, you love the pats on the back. Like we love that as much as the kids love that. And we've lost our identity in that, especially teaching either fully behind a screen um, or in a hybrid model, which adds that layer of um. Uh, of stress because you're not only teaching students in your class because you're also teaching the students on the screen as well, which is just not something that a lot of teachers signed up for. And in uh, these situations, and you also mentioned, I said there's a lot to unpack. You also mentioned, Sorry, when you're, I
0: think I was just trying to put everything and get like, it all like,
1: out there, Karen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other thing that you mentioned is that you're not feeling uh, you're not feeling support from your administrator. And so my question would be, did that change when, when COVID hit and you were pandemic teaching, or was that always an issue? Because in the face of burnout, we have two, if not one, if not one, both things need to change. One of them is yourself and the other is your environment. And typically what we do is we change our environment and we think that that is just going to solve all of our problems. And sometimes it does. If you are working in a toxic culture and you move to a different, even a different building in your district, even a, I've even experienced this, Karen, moving from one grade level to the next grade level, the toxicity was just so deep in this first grade team that I worked with yeah. moving to the second grade team changed my life. Like I didn't think the teaching was for me. And that was my first year teaching. So environmental changes can be, can be good. They can, they can be just a good, um, just a good change overall. But if there are things that need to change about maybe the narrative, the way that we talk to ourselves, our beliefs about what good teachers do and do not do, um, there are lots of things to go into there. But if we carry these habits, this self-talk, that that some of us deal. I know I dealt with it. A lot of my issues and feeling the way that I felt had to do with the nasty things I was saying to myself and the horrible beliefs that I had around um, being a good teacher versus not a good teacher and administration and how our relationship should or should not look. And um, if we don't if we don't address those beliefs, if we don't address that self talk, if we don't address Uh, Time management. If we don't address habits that we have, good or bad, then we could potentially carry those things into our next job. Whether that's a different grade level, where whether it's a different uh, title in a different school, whether you leave education, because believe it or not, and I can tell you this from I can tell you this from experience, there are a lot of really difficult workplaces outside of education.
0: Yeah, I've experienced where the leaders
1: aren't great. The people you're, work with, you're working with are toxic, and unfortunately, because we would just love everybody that we work with to just be there for the greater good and do what is the right thing because it's the right thing to do, that's not reality. And so, it, like I said, though, it depends on your specific situation. But we have to really first work on ourselves and really what you already identified is that in the burned in process, B is begin where you are. So it really is kind of putting your location pin on your map and saying, here's where I am. Here's how I got here. How long have I felt this way? What are my triggers? Has something changed? When were things good? And really kind of identifying where all of this started because we are, go-getters. We are overachievers. And we want to put these blinders on and say, nope, don't have time for that. Nope. Don't have time to feel that. Nope. Don't have time to work on that. I have this stuff to do. And that's what I did. And I just ran myself into the ground. I became that fly on the window that just like bashes itself up against the window, just trying to get out. We're not going to do that. We're going to exhaust ourselves. Right. So there are many different factors, but the pandemic definitely shined a very bright light on some very dark things that are happening in education. And unfortunately, some districts didn't use it as an opportunity for change and growth in their own systems and their own curriculum or their own beliefs about, you know, what does it truly mean to do what's best for students by also doing what's best for her teachers? And um, and that's when we have to be the change. I mean, you have it in your, in your sign-off, on your emails. You have to be the change we can't wait for somebody to come in and save us, which is what I waited for. I waited for somebody to have this magic pill and growing through your burnout is not a magic pill. It's the burn-in process is simple, but it's not easy because it incorporates a lot of changes that, that we have to make in order to use burnout as the opportunity that it truly is rather than a sentence of misery.
0: Right. Right. And so when, you know, teachers are coming to you and saying, um, I just, I, 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 I can't get through to my students.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I can't, I, I'm watching half of my class will put themselves on camera and, and now I'm, and now I'm supposed to go into a classroom. I'm scared about being in a classroom with COVID. I mean, we we're in a very, we're on a different end of it. When I started the podcast was the very beginning of COVID mm-hmm. and, um, coming back, I'm now at the, like, I don't want to say the end of COVID it is Hopefully. not the end of COVID, but yeah. it is like, um, masks are coming off in, in certain areas. I mean, we still have masks in, in, in New York,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: as of now. And, um, I've, personally, I've been in a classroom straight through uh, the whole school year. I've been teaching, I te- I taught both remotely in school and live. And then I had students every day of the week. So I have been in the process, but there's a lot of teachers who are ca- have to like all of a sudden show up at school and mm-hmm. they're expected to, you know, just keep going when you have to start over again, when you get those, when you, when you oh. get these students in. Yeah. So for those teachers who feel like they're just, they can't go in another day. Like this is just, they're at the end of the road. And I I know you're saying, you know, look into yourself. What can you change in yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you motivate them? You know, how, how can you, you know, what do you say to them when they just turn to you and say, I just, I I can't do another day of this. This is just, Mm -hmm. I didn't sign up for this. There has to be something better out there for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Again, a lot to unpack. But if, if you were to say to me, Amber, I can't do another day, I can't do another day like this. And I would say, what does this look like? Yeah, I would start there. Tell me what is so intolerable. What, what are you dreading? That's one thing that we talk about is paying attention because when you're in this clouded state, when burnout is clouding you, when the chronic stress is clouding you, everything everything sucks like you can't find joy in any part of your day and we look over and we come we become glossed over and we don't even see the good things that are happening in the day and i know you're probably like yeah 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 but but what i'm going to ask you to do what i'm going to ask anybody that is saying i can't do this another day i would say pay attention to what you feel when Chances are, if you are truly at what I call a stage zero, you see no other option but to quit. You don't even know the point of you waking up and going to school the next day. This is where, and I've had this experience too, where you're like, if I could just get in a minor accident, like- just so that I don't have to go to school. Like, you know, I'm a little sore and you know, I have to take my car in like, these are conversations I've had. Right. And I've seen this even out on social media and I was, it blew my mind. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one that ever felt that way. I guarantee you it starts when you wake up and open your eyes. What are you saying to yourself? Because if you're waking up and saying to yourself, this day is going to be horrible. I cannot imagine. I can't even imagine like getting there. Like that, like I'm saying this conversation about your, you know, driving your car to school. And then are you checking your phone to get on your email right away? Right. Are you telling yourself that this is the way it is and. Who's who's telling you that? Who's telling you that you have to get on your email right away? Who's telling you that this is going to be an awful day? You are. Right. Absolutely. And I'm not telling you that your day isn't hard right now. I'm not <laughs> there is no judgment attached. I'm coming from you. I'm coming to you as a coach. And sometimes coaches are going to make you try to think things and do things and say things and try things that make you a little sore, make you a little ouchy, right? So pay attention to what you're saying to yourself right away in the morning, and then pay attention to what you're doing right away in the morning. Right. And what does your morning look like before you go to school? Are you waking up just in time to throw some clothes on and brush your hair back into a tight bun and then run out the door eating a protein bar, like maybe, possibly, or grabbing coffee? Like what, is, what is your routine like in the morning? And then when you get to school-
0: Right. You know, one of the things that um, helped me this year is that mm-hmm. I, I took up meditation. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and I, you know, before I get started with anything, I started meditating in the morning and it made such a huge difference for me to begin my day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an important point to say, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, what are you doing in your morning routine? I think that's yeah, an excellent point um, on how you start your day because that helped me personally.
1: Yeah. And, and here's the thing about meditation is – you know, Some schools are looking at meditation and yoga as something that they're just going to offer to all of their teachers and they're going to make all of the teachers go. Here's the thing. Literally nobody who is teaching today or led a school today has taught in a pandemic and they know their teachers are struggling. And I really do want to believe in my heart and soul that superintendents and school boards and districts are just trying to do the best that they can without knowing what the heck to do, or without knowing what to say. And, and this is where we can begin to draw some boundaries. Um, and that's a whole nother podcast episode, my friend, but you can't throw, you can't put band-aids on these deep gaping wounds. And assume that, well, meditation and yoga will work for everybody.
0: No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's it. I'm just. No, no, no. I'm, in, I'm, I'm answering towards what you're saying about. Yeah. Like routines. It was something that I added to my routine personally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but, no, no, no. And I didn't take it that you were saying I, that either. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah I, no, no. about schools thinking that that's the band-aid. Like if we just bring meditation and yoga to our schools, then we we've done our work. It's enough. Now I can turn around and do other things. Yeah,
1: exactly. So Karen talking to you and hearing that you looked at this as an opportunity to start a podcast and have this conversation, you are doing something different so that you can feel differently and do different things and, and decide what is best for you. You are what I would consider at a stage three of burnout. You're trying some stuff. You're, you're leaning in. You're saying, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this experience? So at a stage three, if your school district was to say, we're going to do some yoga. We're going to try some meditation. You are in the beliefs that I'll give it a try. Like, I'll see what it's like. But if you get a stage zero in there they are going to walk in with an awful attitude. They're going to roll their eyes. They're going to go through the motions and then they're going to go right back into that victimized, frustrated, overwhelmed, chronically stressed, defeatist mentality. Right. Right. So this is where we can't, it's a lot like kids. Like we can't treat everybody like they are experiencing the same type of burnout in the same place in the same stage.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's different for everyone going through. Absolutely. Different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so what I would going back to kind of like, what would you say? I would say pay attention. And just because you feel that you're expected to do these things and maybe you are being told that you have these expectations, you have to take your next best step for you and your kids. Right. And that doesn't mean that I'm telling you to be negative and be in people's faces and tell them this isn't going to work. I'm saying you don't have to tell anybody. <laughs> you just have to do what you what you know, you are a professional. Yeah. And I know I've been there. I know that some administrators, some districts do not treat you like a professional. I mean, I was told many points in my career to read this script from this math book.
0: Yeah. Of course, you know, yeah. I,
1: I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell them I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do it. So I, there are, there are points where we have to, and I know, uh, Alexis Shepard, uh, the Afro educator has been doing a podcast takeover. He's she talks I about, yeah. yes, she's amazing. And I've been begging her to start a podcast for a year. I'm finally like, girl, just take mine, just do it for a few weeks. Get, just get a hold of, you know, what this feels like. And she talks a lot about exercising her agency, And how we have to do what's best for us, not just as teachers, but as human beings. And that means saying, I know that I can do this next thing at least pretty well. I'm not going to be a superhero. I'm not going to be the best. I'm not going for a gold star. I'm not trying to be Instagram famous. I'm kind of adding in my own verbiage here, but I'm just going to do what I know is best for my students and I right now, because we're teaching in a crisis situation and whether or not anybody who's working in a a department of education somewhere says that this has to happen, I'm going to do what I know is best for my kids right now. And I don't have to tell anybody about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And
1: so and you, there's so much in there to, to talk more about, but that's where exactly. I would start. You no,
0: know, I love, I mean, I, I love everything that you're saying, and I think it's important for people to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a, like a special story of inspiration about someone who came in, as you say, level zero, mm-hmm. and after working with you, um, just really inspired you to keep going with your own work? Do you have a story like
1: that? <laughs> well, I have. Tipi- Here's the thing about what I do, Karen, I'm going to be real honest. Typically, if people find me, they're not at a stage zero, they're at a stage one or two. Uh, because somebody has said you should take the teacher burnout quiz, it will you'll like feel automatically validated, you know, you're not crazy. A stage zero would be like, that's stupid. yeah. They, they would be. And, and I don't take it personally. I mean, I've spoken to, a, a, well, it was a Zoom room of 900 teachers. <laughs> and, and I know there are stage zeros in there. They're there because they have to be there. They're not ready for the change. And that has to be okay. That's where they are. And I've told many people that, that if you're listening to me and you think I'm crazy and you, you feel like I'm detached, that's okay. That's where you are. But for those of you who really do truly want to use this as an opportunity to change even just a little bit or to grow just even a little bit before you throw in the towel, then I invite you to take the teacher burnout quiz. And I will tell you the biggest inspirational moment for me was when I did a breakout session at a school in person. And actually, this was a year before COVID. So it was February 14th, Valentine's Day of 2019. And I had just really started to travel around doing, I I was typically doing like technology breakout sessions with Google and how to use it with kids, Google Classroom, whatnot. And I just really started to to get brave and start walking people through this process. And I filled this classroom with teachers. They were standing against the walls, they were sitting on the floor, they were in the desks. And at the beginning of the session, and, and here's the thing, typically nobody wants to come to my session. (laughs) <laughs> because burnout is taboo. I don't want to be viewed as negative. I'm, I don't want my administrator to see me. Um, and these people were just unashamed. They're just like, we need to do something. And this, again, this was before COVID and they came into this classroom. And our first thing we did is I had them take the teacher burnout quiz, everybody together. And so it's quiet for about three to four minutes. Cause it's pretty quick. It's like six questions <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, um, After a while, like the buzz in the room, like you saw people go, like they just sat back like, oh my God, I'm not a bad person. I'm not crazy. There's a name for what I'm specifically struggling with and there's hope for me. And as you probably know, hope is huge. Hope is everything to know that you don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to continue to settle for this life of burnout, that is everything. And it gives people a place to start and a place to, to begin to grow. And I used to use the term beat burnout or, you know, get out of burnout. And essentially that's what we do. But I really love more than anything to watch my students who are in the mastermind or going through in teacher university. I love watching them grow and ask questions and have these aha moments where they're like, Like I have the power to choose here. And when you have that realization and you see things change, like even people realizing that, you know, they're burned and unbalanced or they're burned and over it or they're burned and bored, or maybe they're not burned out, but something is clearly off that you see a light bulb go off just like a classroom full of first graders. It's it's intense and it's exciting. And I know it sounds strange, but I want people to get excited about the opportunities that they have. You realize through your burnout how much you can handle and how much you can learn and how much you can change if you want to. in these situations
0: I love it so tell me how people um because I hope that people are as inspired as I am just listening to you this Mm -hmm. is you started out just wanting to get to know you and you just your 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 coaching is incredible thank you um I would love to you know share with people how do if people are interested in burden teacher how do they get get in touch with you and all that
1: Sure. Well, of course, anybody can email me at support at burnenteacher.com. If you just want to ask some questions, you can DM me anywhere on social media at Teacher. It's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the places. Uh, And of course, I always recommend your first step being to take the free teacher burnout quiz. It's burninteacher.com slash burnout quiz. It's three minutes or less. It's six questions and it's going to actually guide you once you take the quiz. I'm not just going to give you your result and then say, see ya, you're going to hear from me maybe in a couple months. I, I help you to take your next best steps that are for you to get acclimated to what it truly means to grow through your burnout. And, um, and that's simply by listening to some podcasts, some specific podcast episodes that I've picked out that help you to get to know yourself better, help you to get to know burned in teacher and Amber a little bit better, because I want to, I want to take you on this journey. I really do. Uh, so that's the best way to get started.
0: That's amazing. And I'm going to post all of this too, but um, you. you are unstoppable and congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. On transitioning from once a, a burned out teacher to now inspiring hundreds of people mm. to you know really tap into who they really are and yeah. what they really love and I think that is so important in this world today with all yeah, of the negative you. stuff that's happening um, we really need people like you to bring out the positive so thank you I, I'm just so honored that you came on I I've learned so much. I've been, I love, I'll keep listening to your podcast. I hope everybody listens to your podcast too. And take the quiz, everybody. So um, it's fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. And I, you know, I'll keep following you and learning from you. And I thank you just as a teacher myself. It's Well,
1: thank you so much. And I want to follow you as well. So I want to make sure I find you on social media as well, because what you're doing is incredible. What you're doing is modeling- Burnout as an opportunity and modeling hardship as an opportunity. And I'm I'm just so excited for what you're doing as well.
0: Yay. Yay for us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much and have a wonderful, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. You too. Take care. Thanks for tuning into Warriors of Education. This podcast is produced by me, Karen Sarah Watson, edited by Alyssa Renzi and recorded in Brooklyn, New York. Make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you download podcasts. If you are a teacher or know a teacher who would like to share a story, contact us at warriorsofeducation at gmail.com or on our website, warriorsofeducation.com. Teachers, we hear you, we see you, we honor you. Thank you.